Have you changed your views on marijuana? Why? If you have, why? Oh, hey, uh, uh, Shadow. Yeah? Before you start on on, on your weed thing there, okay. uh, I need to mention something. It's actually a very, it actually kind of fits into the weed thing, actually. If uh, you were at a concert about uh, 25 years ago today, it was uh, a major concert. It was the uh, tribute to Freddie Mercury. It was 25 years ago today. That was an amazing concert. Now, listen to this lineup. You had uh, Joe Elliott and Def Leppard. Uh, you had all of the original lineup of uh, Guns N' Roses, including uh, Axel and Slash, uh, Roger Daltrey, Tony Iommi, Gary Sharon and the other guys from Extreme, uh, James Hetfield and the guys from Metallica. Uh, Robert Plant was there, Paul Young, Seal, Lisa Stansfield, David Bowie, Annie Lennox, George Michael... Uh, Mick Ronson, Phil Collins. I mean, this was an amazing lineup. And like we were talking about earlier, this was probably the first real tribute concert. Wow. And I can remember rushing home from school that day just to watch this concert because they were they're broadcasting it live across the world and much music in Canada was carrying it. I, I uh, especially enjoy your flimsy uh, tie in there. Well, you know. <laughs> Speaking of weed, you may have been stoned if you were at this concert 25 well, years ago. Can you Wembley Stadium, 72,000 people. Not to mention how many around the world watching? Millions. That's crazy. Well, you know, Freddie Mercury, as far as I'm concerned, I was always a fan of Queen. Like, they weren't my favorite, but they uh, they were always top 10. Right. And I always thought, wow, man, like, this is an under, underrated band. And since his death, I think there's a lot of polls you can, at a lot of, you know, highly ranked rock and roll sites and magazines that show Freddie Mercury as the number one rock vocalist. Oh, absolutely! I in mean, history, his 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 vocal range was amazing. He's a five octave singer, and there's not many five octave singers out there. You can look that up on Google, by the way. Absolutely. But well, you know, the funny thing about Queen is when they first started in the early '70s, they were nothing around the world. They, they but they were huge in North America. North America loved them. Then around 1975 or so, they just the love affair in North America dropped off, but they became massive everywhere else in the world and stayed massive right to this day. And they didn't become massive in North America again 
until crazy little thing called Love, I believe, which was a huge hit. And we hadn't heard from Queen in five or so years. Right. A couple of songs here and there, like We Will Rock You, We Are the Champions. But mm-hmm. uh, it didn't. When you, when you look at these songs today, you go, wow, that was a big song. But look at the charts from back then and go, that only made it to number 42? Are you kidding me? Yeah, it's, a, it's amazing to, to look at that thing. But, you know, like I say, a song that would no, go to number 42 here in, in Canada and in the U.S. was a number one hit for weeks and weeks and weeks in the U.K. and Australia, New Zealand, in, in uh, Africa and in, in South America, everywhere in the world except North America. So pack a bowl... <laughs> Sit back in your basement and turn on news of the world. Absolutely. We, we should give Jerry his own segment every now and again. <laughs> I think that's a great idea. Behind the glass with Jerry. Mm. It's 9-11. So that's a very good piece, Jerry. Thank you. Thank you. I'm a big Queen fan. Huge Queen fan. A lot of you guys probably Queen fans too.